Good morning. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We invite your presence on this morning's prayer call. We know that you are moving across this world in ways that we could never have imagined. You're moving. You're moving across this land, the United States. The enemy is working hard to keep your church, Father, weak. But we declare this morning, united, united we stand, for we know divided we will fall. Your sleeping giant called the church, the ecclesia, those dry bones, we speak to them and we say, come alive. Rise in the authority given you by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. No longer will we be silent. No longer will we allow wrongs to become right. No longer being silent in our school systems, in the courts of law. And we will advocate for marriage between one man and one woman. Is what you ordained but it is being destroyed by allowing unholy unions to take place. We will contend for the unborn and those whose blood still cries out. God, we repent. We repent and we seek your forgiveness. Many believers have gone the way of the world because they found it is easier than to stay, to stay on the highway that pathway that leads to heaven. Father, open our eyes. Open our eyes to see what you're doing on the earth today. You are speaking. You're speaking in many ways. And may we hear you. We will not move unless we hear you. We open ourselves to you for instruction. Give us instruction of how to go and where to go and when to go. If you are not in it, we won't move. Help us. Help us to be in the right place. The place that you've called us to. And it is in Jesus' name that I pray. Well, we want to give honor and appreciation to our pastors, Bishop Christopher Carl Smith and Adrian Smith. They are the shepherds of New Destiny and Destiny Academy. Maybe know the times that we are living in and what God is doing on the earth so they can lead those God has given and placed under their care. Our controller this morning is Sister Tanika Smothers, forever grateful for her commitment to operate the call. My name is Heather Dawson. I am the facilitator for this morning. And we have Sister Yvette Antonenza. She is going to uh, bring us together for a time of prayer for the needs that have been sent so that we may believe and agree together. Good morning, Sister Yvette, how are you this morning? 
Good morning, Elder Heather. What a powerful prayer. Uh, good morning, Sister Tanika, and good morning to our devotion leader, to our bishop, Pastor Adrian, and to everyone on the, on the line. Blessings to each one of you. Uh, I'm doing well by the mercies of our God. Amen. 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 Yes, and we do speak well over all of us. We are doing well. Hallelujah. Our devotion leader this morning is Sister Audrey White. How are you, Audrey, this morning? Good morning, Elder Heather. I am doing fine this morning. Thank you for asking. Good morning, Sister Yvette, Sister Tamika. I want to say good morning to Bishop and Pastor Adrian and my whole family in God. Good morning and God bless you all. Amen. And the whole family of God. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Hallelujah. Yes, we're family. We're family. We are united as one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, you know, we already prayed, so we are ready for you, Sister Audrey, to come, and we're going to just turn it over to you and let you bring the morning's devotion. Sister Audrey. Thank you, Elder Heather. Good morning once again to everyone. I'm excited to be on the call this morning. And we have been talking about discipline, the power of discipline. Uh, On Sunday, Elder Claude gave us several definitions of discipline. And as I listened, I came to the conclusion, and this is my own conclusion, that the bottom line is that discipline is learned, it is practiced, and it is lived. And we can't say that we are disciplined in any area if we do, uh, do it sporadically, if it's sporadically done, if it's seasonal, or if it's casual, those are signs that we still have an opportunity for growth and we need to keep working to achieve discipline. Discipline is being faithful, committed, and consistent, and those are words that we hear when someone comes to the altar and wants to become a member of our church. Bishop invites them and encourages them to be faithful, committed, and consistent, and after a year, they will see a difference in their lives. So discipline applies to many areas, all areas in our lives, but this morning, we're going to be talking about the discipline of self-denial, denying yourself. Our scripture today comes from Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, where Jesus says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. So when we talk about self-denial in, in, in today's world, I think maybe ever, uh, it's not really a nice word. I don't think it'll ever be a buzzword. It's a trait that we might see in others who, uh, who obviously have um, denied themselves and achieved discipline. We admire that, but it's not a challenge that most of us will take on easily for ourselves. You can just think about uh, it takes self-denial to eat healthy, to exercise uh, faithfully, uh, to, to sacrifice even to reach a goal if you're uh, striving to get a degree. It takes uh, self-denial. It takes self-denial to serve in our church, uh, committing to a particular ministry or to set any goal. 
why is it something that we don't easily take on? It's because it takes work. It's a commitment, again. It's giving some of those things. It takes a commitment and a giving up of some of those things that we enjoy. So it's a sacrifice. So what we really are saying when we see a person who has uh, disciplined themselves through self-denial, it's we're really admiring the fruit of the discipline. We don't see the struggle or the sacrifice or what they had to deny themselves of behind what it is that we see and admire. In our carnal nature, when we hear self-denial, our response might be, you want me to deny myself? In, in this what-about-me world? In this what's-in-it-for-me world? I'm not going to deny myself. I deserve this. I want this. Hey, you only live once, right? I'm going for it. It's, that's just the way of the world. We don't want to give up uh, what we find comfortable. We don't want to uh, sacrifice. We want the fruit. We want the benefits. But it's, it, to deny ourselves takes work, and that's not something that uh, we that comes easily. We actually have to strive to achieve it. The act of uh, self-denying, if we present that message to someone that you're trying to um, evangelize, it's a turnoff, right? How many times have we heard uh, someone that we're witnessing to say that they're not ready to give up the lifestyle they're living, they, they, to live for Jesus? They say, they say church is, is boring or it's for old people with nothing else left to do because they've done it all already. Um They'll say, I'm having too much fun, and I'm a good person, and that's all that counts. And besides, you know, my mom is praying for me, or my grandmother is praying for me. So it's not one, it's not a phrase that's going to win people. And I, I don't think I've ever seen uh, a church marquee with the name, the Church of the Self-Denials. I don't think that would help the evangelism team. <laughs> because our flesh wants what it wants. We like our own selfish ways. Even us safe folks, not everyone is seeking deliverance. Some of us, we love the things we do. We love the demons that we pet. And when we're confronted, sometimes we'll say, uh, don't judge me. But we must deny our own will and take on the will of Christ. For some of us, for, I would say for most of us, self-denial is a process to deny ourselves mean we first make a conscious decision to do it a different way. So it's intentional. It means in the biblical sense that when we take on the life of Christ, we turn away from the old ways of the old self and put on our new self in Christ, according to Colossians 3, verses 1 through 10. I submit to you again that self-denial, it's not an event. It's constant, it's continual, and it becomes our daily way of life. This continual turning away from sin even means that we are to crucify the flesh with its passions and desires, as Paul says in Galatians 5.24. So I just want to be clear here that to deny oneself does not mean that you lose who you are as a person. 
God made us with our personality and our own uniqueness, and he wants us to be who he made us to be, just be a better version of us when we take on Christ. It doesn't mean that we no longer have fun or enjoy life. God wants us to enjoy life. He said he came that we would have life and have that life more abundantly even. We, what it means is that we deny operating in those ways and, and uh, going after those desires that go against the ways of Christ, however painful it might be sometimes, in order that we would gain a greater good. It might be painful to forgive someone who hurt us deeply. Ministry might be hard at times. It may be hard to love some people at times. It may be hard to, to get up even to get on this prayer call and to, and prepare devotion or get up at 3 a.m. when the Holy Spirit is nudging you to do it. It may be hard to give sometimes when we can't see how we're going to make ends meet. And it may be hard to kick a habit. It's always hard to kick a habit and overcome an addiction. But when we deny ourselves, we have a faith that's so great that we have the audacity to trust God in the midst of fear, at the risk of looking foolish or being mocked or being called narrow-minded or whatever other derogatory term uh, um, we, we might hear from the world. It is what we need to do. Self-denial is called is a call to live by faith in the gospel. We walk by faith and not by sight. It's a call to trust God and not lean to our own understanding. We deny ourselves when we stand flat-footed on the word of God because our purpose is to please him and not to seek the approval of men. We are called to such self-denial so that God, in teaching us and in his disciplining of us, he gives us a greater share of his own holiness, according to Hebrews 12. And when we think about it from a, a worldly standpoint, just as we can relate to, to top-name athletes like Serena Williams or LeBron James, Tiger Woods, or whomever we, uh, whoever we can call a successful athlete, we recognize that they denied themselves many fleshly pleasures to win an earthly prize of medals and trophies and rings and records. So how much more do we know that we are striving for a much greater prize, the one that really matters, an abundant life in and through Christ Jesus? Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, verse 8, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. Amen. So denying yourself is the lifestyle of those of us who are saved. When we look at Abraham, we can see that he denied himself. When by faith he obeyed and he, he went out not knowing where he was going, he obeyed God. We can look at Esther who humbly and courageously denied herself by willingly risking her life to save her people, even to the point 
And she said, if I perish, I perish. For Esther, there was only one way out of that predicament, and that was to submit to God's will, to deny her own and submit to God. Even Jesus himself, he came to earth not seeking his own glory. He had a moment when he he made his case before his father. He said, Father, is there another way? Let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. In Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Jesus wouldn't tell us to do something that he didn't do. He denied himself that we might live. We should live and deny ourselves so that we could live for him. So how do we deny ourselves? First of all, remember I said it's intentional. So we must decide, number one, to totally surrender to God, which means living a life of absolute denial of everything that we hold dear in this this world. We should say, I want what you want, Lord. I submit to you. This world is fleeting. Whatever we have, we should wear it loosely. Number two, imitate Christ. What that saying is, what's, what's the saying that we used to say years ago? What, what would Jesus do? He gave us a book to tell us what he would do. Number three, live a life of serving others. Look for ways to serve rather than being served. Let men see your good works so that those who need to know God might see them and give God glory. But in our serving, we need to be balanced and remember that our family is our first ministry. Let the world see how you love your family. Number four, always walk in love. And remember that love is a verb, meaning it's an action. Sometimes it's hard but make the choice to love. First Peter 4 and 8 says, love will cover a multitude of sin. Number five, don't choose to sin. We're all struggling with something. But when God deals with us, be quick to repent. Confess that thing and receive God's forgiveness. Number six, always pray. Read the word. Build yourself up in your most holy faith by praying in the Spirit. Learn to be led by the Spirit and not by your flesh. Amen. So we can't do any of what I said without the help of the Lord. And there is no condemnation for any of us who are in Christ Jesus. We're all growing. But I'll say to you again, the discipline of self-denial is learned. It must be practiced and it must be lived. So I encourage you to keep your hands to the plow. Don't look back, but keep your eye on the prize and what is ahead. And no matter what, don't quit. Don't think you can't do it, because you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Amen? So let's pray. Father, we love you today, and we thank you for your perfect plan for our lives. You are the way, the truth, and the light. You paid the ultimate price for our lives, and we choose to live our lives in you today. Thank you for giving us everything we need, Lord, pertaining to life and godliness, even the power and the desire to deny ourselves so that we can live our best life on this side of heaven. Help us to recognize those things that so easily beset us, 
especially those little foxes that spoil the vine. As you show us ourselves, we will repent and turn back to you. May we be disciplined enough to deny ourselves daily. But as but we ask you, Lord, to keep us so that we never, ever deny you or the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Keep us through the tough times. We know that you are able because you are faithful, and we know that you are willing. And it is in the mighty and matchless name, name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Yes, amen. Amen and amen. That was a rich word this morning, Um, Audrey. Thank you so much. I hope all of you were able to take notes, but I think the thing that we need to remember is that discipline is learned, it's practiced, and it is lived. Um, You know, (laughs) discipline is intentional. You have to decide. You make the decision. When you make the decision to be disciplined, God says, I am right there to help you and to guide you. So again, I say thank you. Thank you to the Lord for giving you that word, and thank you for bringing it to us for this day. Hallelujah. Well, this is the time that we like to come before the Lord in prayer. Um, So we're going to ask um, Sister Yvette to come, and I ask that each one of you be in one accord with her as she prays. So, Sister Yvette, please come and lead us this morning. Thank you, Elder Heather. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Sister Audrey. Yes, it was rich, powerful, and wonderful. Amen. So we have two prayer requests this morning. The first one is from D. Bolds, asking prayer for Dalvon Bolds. Prayer against narcissistic spirit, selfishness, and dishonesty. It says for him to become saved as to where he acknowledged himself as being a mason man. He prays and believes in God, but he doesn't believe in tithing and giving. Also, prayer for his healing, for kidney failure, and a bad liver. So let's come before the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord God. We thank you for the Holy Spirit helping us today. We honor your name. We thank you, Jesus, for you are our great intercessor this morning and we are lifting up and we are coming together in unity knowing that you always hear our prayers when we stand in one accord we are lifting up to you Dalvon Bolts for his spiritual well-being this morning oh God we ask that you will touch his heart and mind and open it to the truth that Jesus is his only savior Remove the scales and blinders of his eyes, O God, that he may see the truth. We come against the deception of the enemy and we pray for his healing and deliverance, O God, from the spirit of being a mason man. Send someone across his path that will share the love of Christ, that he too may receive his salvation and totally surrender 
and completely acknowledge Christ Jesus as his personal Lord and Savior. As he then followed Jesus, then the fruit of the Spirit will be evident in his life and that he will operate in truth, generosity, sensitive to the needs of others, and will understand and walk in the ways of righteousness, godliness, peace, and holiness. We pray, Lord God, for his physical health this morning, that his kidneys and liver will be restored to wholeness, that he may prosper and be in health as his soul prospers. You are able and willing to heal him, Lord God, because you are his God, full of compassion and mercy. We ask, Lord God, that you will let him seek you wholeheartedly, and we pray, Lord God, that he will encounter you in a new way, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, the second prayer request is from the Asha Davis, asking prayer for Tabari Shavers. He had a stroke and multiple surgeries on his brain. With him being in Wattsville, the decision his mom and sister makes in regard to his care is not helping him. It's been months and the facilities are no help. Praying, I'm praying and believing that his mom will get out of her own selfish ways and transfer him to Contra Costa where he will get help and therapy. I pray that my sister T, being he is the father of her son, I pray that she is granted in decision-making for Tabari. Also pray for his boys, King and Jason. So, Father, this morning, we thank you that you heard this prayer while it's being written, O oh God, before we bring this up to you today. You know the Asha Davis heart towards Tabari Shavers, wanting the best for him. And we know you alone know what's best for Tabari. So we lift up this prayer request to you, O oh God. We pray for his total recovery from stroke and total recovery from those multiple brain surgeries. Father, from this day onward, we pray progress will be made pertaining his healing in the name of Jesus. Strengthen his joints, his muscles, his nerves, his organs and systems, and let him be restored to his usual state of health, independent and in full health, O God. We decree to bear strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Let this sickness not return the second time in the name of Jesus. We declare that by the stripes of Jesus, Tabari is completely healed and whole, O oh God. Lord, get involved in his family situation. Let you be let your will be done. We pray you will intervene, O oh God. Let all things be done to his benefit, O oh God. We pray to bury be given the proper care he needs more than what he's receiving now. Care to speed up his process of healing, O oh God. We pray for unity for this family, for Tabari's mom, his sister, and the Asha's sister, T, for Tabari's sake, O oh God. We pray decisions will be made according to your will in Jesus' name. Provide wisdom and oneness for this family, O oh God. Open their hearts that they may Understand that there is blessing in unity. 
Let them be one family in facing this battle for their strength in numbers. We pray, Lord God, for Tiberius boys, King and Jeswan. We pray for your peace in them as they go through this testing. Grow and mature them in your ways, O God. Provide strength for these boys and cover them in your blood. Provide all their needs, O God. Protect them from all the wiles of the enemy. Lead them, Lord God, to your truth and holiness. Father, we thank you for all this this that we have uh, this prayer request, O God. We cover each one in the blood of Jesus and we speak the peace of God to each one of them. We thank you, Lord God, for hearing our prayers this morning. And this we pray, Lord God, in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Yvette, for uh, that prayer this morning for these individual situations. You know, we know that God still hears, and he still answers prayer. So we believe, we believe, according to Matthew 18 and 19, that tells us if we agree to ask God for something in a symphony of prayer, and that was a symphony of prayer, our Heavenly Father will do it. He will do it. So amen and amen, and we declare it is done in Jesus' name. Well, our time has slipped quickly away, but I want to go back to uh, Audrey to see if she has anything further for us this morning before we end our call. Audrey? Yes, just very quickly. Um, all that we said this morning regarding self-denial can be summed up in, without opening scripture. And I'd just like to read it again, Matthew uh, chapter 16, verse 24. But from the Amplified Version, which makes um, a stronger statement, in my opinion. It reads, Then if anyone wishes to follow me, of course this is Jesus speaking, as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests, and take up his cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come, and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living, and if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. Amen. Amen. Yes, and Jesus is our example. He is our example. Hallelujah. Well, I pray you were blessed this morning. You chose to give up and be on the prayer call this morning early. We heard a powerful, a wonderful devotion this morning. We prayed on behalf of others. We stood in the gap for them. And we've ordered this day to align with heaven. So I would leave you with this. Be alert. Be alert. Keep your focus on Jesus and what he did on the cross. Ask God about everything. Does he want you there, wherever there is? Ask him. 
Is this where I am to be? We must be careful not to be where God is not. I want to say that again. You must be careful not to be where God is not. If we listen carefully, and you have to listen, we will hear the voice of God directing, directing our path, telling us what way to go. See, it does take self-discipline to keep yourself on that path. We know that we're made for this time. God has been fashioning us for what is ahead. He's been preparing us, shaping us, molding us. Where do we find all that? We find that in the Word. We find that by getting in His presence, by seeking Him by seeking him and not his hand. But fear not. Fear not, for I am with you, says the Lord. We're not to fear. We're not to fear. If you keep yourself in the place where God is, Not a place where God cannot be, but where he is. If you deny yourself, deny yourself and take up the cross, Jesus is our example. He will guide you. He will protect you. He will supply your every need. So fear not. Fear not, for the Lord is with you. I'm going to ask Sister Tanika to open the line, and I want to thank Sister Audrey. I want to thank um, Sister Yvette for their commitment this morning to the prayer call. They sacrificed. I'm sure they denied themselves sleep, as many of us may have. So as we end our call, we're going to open up the line for all of us to pray together in the Spirit. Let us make it a time of rejoicing in the Lord. Tanika, please open the line for the saints of God.